So oh, thanks for pulling out and pulling on into the Pro Football Pods weekly episode coming to you in your car on this beautiful Wednesday morning, depending on where you are. We got a great episode for you guys this week. We are going to be doing things a little bit different than we've been doing in the past weeks, and we're going to be splitting our show up into two episodes, one releasing today and then one releasing again later in the week. Keep an eye out on Twitter for more information. But... We're going to start off by going mostly in through the the news notes, the review of last week instead of, and we're going to also preview the uh, Thursday night game for us, uh, Indianapolis going into Denver as well. How are you guys, boy? How you? Yeah, so how you boys as, feeling this week? As you can see, good. PFP is good for the mental. <laughs> good Raping we're doing good ears. boys how's everybody living it's your boy justin we're in here with the fellas follow in twitter at justin underscore pfp well no hold on scratch that at uh, at pfp underscore justin because some yeah, dumbass has the other week. one Boy, some dumbass has the other one it's at pfp underscore it'd be justin. great to tell I everyone have, that have i have the same twitter name with just an a it, it would instead. be awesome it would be That'd awesome, be, but I can't because somebody else. Maybe has I'll change it. mine to yours. And they've maybe been inactive since like 2018. Don't worry, I've sent some emails, but I've heard nothing yet. From the Twitter people, Elon's taking it over, bro. Just text him. Got That's it. not happening. He said it today. He's he has to move forward with the purchase at fifty four dollars oh, a share. Now? Yeah, and he's back. and he's putting in like his own staff to run literally all of it. Forty four bill. Yep. Man tried to be funny and now he owns Twitter. So I mean, that's what he said. He said he's hey. He said he's taking it because it's the first step into opening up his actual platform, which is going to be called X, which is just the all-in-one complete app, according to Elon. So we'll see who uh, allegedly we'll see exactly what the fuck that means and what that is. I guess a little bit later, but. I don't know if this is a news network or if we're talking about foosball here, but well, this is uh, a news section we're getting into, baby. So I mean, there is some good news. I think Justin knows the good news about uh, a guy who's been a favorite on the show since week one, since oh. they first wrote him off. They wrote him off, and he didn't write back. My man, Gino fucking ah. Smith. Look at my guy out here with seventy what seventy seven percent completion percentage. That's Madden status. That's unheard of. The guy is balling. He's absolutely outplaying Russell Wilson this season. Saying send him yep. off. Fuck those picks for the Broncos. We'll take the first rounders, and you're not even going to get to use them on a fucking early ass pick for us because we're gonna. You're not going to need a fucking quarterback. I'm here for the long term, baby. I love it, especially after the way his shit with the Jets ended, getting punched in the jaw and all like I'm dude's got a glass jaw, but he's got fucking steel balls and he is fucking playing lights out this year. I love what I'm seeing out of Geno Smith. Give me more of it. He didn't have the butt fumble, but he might as well of the way that he left the Jets. I mean, he kind of disappeared. He's been a backup and a nobody since then. He was looking good in that uh, training camp and everything for him that year, too. And he just mouthed off to the wrong man. And just, you know, sometimes you fuck around, you find out. The dude he's throwing the ball to is DK. 
and he's been doing decent. He's had 10 targets, 7 receptions. He had a solid day for fantasy, 149 yards. I mean, so. he finally had a week last week, um, but I feel Still like he's tutties. kind of disappearing. Did Lockett didn't do anything though last week? Like, was he kind of disappearing as well, or is he like finally starting to show up a little bit for the fantasy peoples out there? I think Lockett's becoming more of just a small I mean, route checkdown option. He's for not. Him. He's not shit in the bed like. Some receivers getting four points, like he's gotten five. I mean, the first week five, but then 19, 16, and 13. So yeah. you like to see that, especially for his expectations on the year. PPR You're not going to hate it. Sure. Yeah. They're both exceeding expectations, though, because of Geno. Exactly. Like, yep. Because yep. nobody, yeah, I, you can't. Before the season, I said sell on all Seahawks receivers because it ain't going to happen. And, and I sold DK. And, and I remember y'all telling me too, like, watch out for garbage time. And they're not even needing the garbage time. They're just doing it. Like, and like you said, DK, 149 yards and one bathroom break. Like, I'll take that all day. <laughs> Every day of the I, week. And he's they, doing uh, it just with I love just that, with the DK we know we wanted. I love literally that DK, big body body him. I love that DK came out on Twitter and just straight up said, yeah, I used the cart to go to the bathroom because the butt clinch wasn't going to work to the locker room. I, oh, bro had shit. to shit his pants. Oh, damn. You didn't know did that? You guys, no, did you guys I didn't see, see that. Gotta get in these Twitter streets, bro. Yeah, did man. you guys see I the... I didn't um, turn onto that street and see that, so... Did you guys see the graphic of uh, DK... I'm sorry, of Russ versus uh, Gino for the season so far? like the difference in their play and that yes. Geno Smith looks like what Russ was supposed to do. He's only thrown like 30 incompletions on like 130 passes. Uh, the guy's actually looking like a legit quarterback. He is a legitimate running quarterback, no matter what people want to say about him and myself included. I was a hater early on and I don't hate no more. Uh, a guy that I hate in the first half of every week. I know we were talking about garbage time, but the Detroit football lions, bro. Jared Goff, I swear every first quarter, I just don't think he's a competent NFL starter. And then second quarter, he seems to get his stride. Third quarter, he's balling. Fourth quarter, he's he's absolute. Like, then he might, you know, throw a random interception or just fumble the ball away and lose the game. But he's putting up fantastic fantasy numbers. And he's supporting so many fantasy assets. It's great. I don't care how bad the defense is. It bodes better for the offense to have a shitty defense like that. And it's not like the defense is completely shitty. Like they do get a little bit more of a pass rush, honestly, than the dolphins do. They just don't have much of a secondary and linebacker still kind of suspicious, but I'm excited to see what the Lions' offense keeps doing with Hawkinson. They were able to just keep the ball rolling with no Amon raw, no swift. Didn't skip a beat. It was cool to see. I'm excited for him. The way their offense and their defenses for fantasy and player prop matchups, it's a fucking dream because you can literally play both sides with whoever they're playing and know that your guys are going to put up points. Like, it's just, it, yeah, as you know, Dan Campbell's probably fucking punching walls throughout those offices and shit. But me personally, just as a fan getting to watch it, I'm loving it because dudes are just racking up fucking points on both sides, cashing out bank everywhere. It give all of it, all of it, son. At this point, you have to bet the lines over every week, right? Like you just throw that in on every bet, add another plus 150 to it. I mean, it's going to happen. They're just going to put up so many points and then give up everything. 
They're three and one right now. Like a team that's three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're one and three right now. Vikings <laughs> and the Packers are both. I was like, damn, them boys balling. Yeah, they're both three and one in that division. The Bears are two and two. The Lions look like a playoff contender throughout the whole game until they lose. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, they're going to keep games close. They're obviously going to keep the over under. But uh, as far as like, uh, hey, let me ask you guys a question. If I told you that your quarterback was going to your rookie quarterback was going to come in the game and go 10 for 13 with only 3 incompletions for 125 yards. You would take that, right? Wait, was that my, it? My rookie yes. quarterback? Did yeah. we win the game? Yeah. And did we no, win? you did you didn't win the game, but you lost on what was a game-winning drive. When did he come in? Other team. And he came in at halftime and they were already down. Okay? 10 of 13, 125 yards, no touchdowns. How, how many picks? Okay, that's the thing. Why do you, well, you got to bring that Pitt, up, bro? <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't asking that. All, he was asking everything but three, the pick. All three of the incompletions are also going to be interceptions. Now, so was one of those my receiver's <laughs> fault? And he kind of like basically Listen, handed it to the guy? But in retrospect, the guy did not throw a ball that hit the ground. Somebody that's caught accuracy it every right time. there. That's I mean, accuracy. And we're that's talking about Kenny the turn up kid. That's what Kenny pick it because you're going to get those picks. He's like, okay, <laughs> rookie game coming in at halftime. I understand the guy's nerves were probably through the roof. He's going to get his first start coming up this weekend. I'm rooting for the kid, but man, if that was in any other fan base, God, this guy would be getting fucking roasted. Three second yeah, half interceptions, and you end up like giving the game away and losing to the Jets. Like you take the lead, you're up. So just seal it. And you're just going to continue to give them the ball back to allow them back in the game. I mean, rooting for them in this first start coming next this next week versus the Bills. So, good, <laughs> hey, maybe 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 next next week. Yeah, so, there we go. Yeah, okay. Now, I don't know if you guys remember this. Uh, we all have pretty short memories, but there was sure. someone on this show last week that did think that Kenny Pickett could get a chance to start after half. Oh hell yeah, boy! Call that shit. I knew he deserved his his spotlight. Yeah, you didn't see through. You saw through the Tomlin nonsense and just weren't feeling Money Mitch, huh? Definitively uh -uh. no. <laughs> I love that one. Tomlin's such yeah. a, a freaking mastermind, though. I mean, wouldn't you have put him in? Mitch has not looked like a guy that's going to take you to the promised land, and it, we're I already in week in? four. Wouldn't you? I put never would have played. I never would have played Mitch in the first place. The best, but at the same, but at the same time, they have one. a brutal schedule. The and best. those three picks are not good for Pickett. Like in the long run, him doing that a lot is going to be bad for his confidence. He won't make the throws he needs to make. It is better to bring him along a little bit slow. Now, in a game like that, for them to play a close game against the Jets, like I love putting him in. I think that's a great opportunity oh. to learn. Hey, then picks were made by your boy Whitehead, though. Jordan Whitehead, <laughs> shout out. The best comparison I saw for Kenny Pickett before the season was he's Mitch Trubisky, but with less experience, therefore less scars on his mental. So he doesn't have all the mistakes, didn't have to deal with bullshit Nagy calling plays for you and just not running an offense correctly. So he doesn't have all that to go with, but... 
he's you're not really getting much as far as talent wise with Kenny Pickett over Mitchell Trubisky. It's just you've seen what you got out of Mitch. Let's see what we've got out of Kenny and see. You, he's a 24 year old rookie, so for rookie standards, the guy's a freaking senior citizen. He's trading Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and Veto. Zay Jones for Devin Singletary, Damian Pierce, and Robbie Anderson. Why are people trading Robbie Anderson? I'm just around? gonna throw it That's out. That's just a there. sign of some bullshit. Julian, Julian, just in case you do listen to the podcast, buddy, I voted against it because I feel like hey, I'm voting against it right now. I feel like your roster's already stacked, and I feel like Jaden's well, getting he's technically, the shit into that stick He's there. technically giving away Damian Pierce, who's a starter, so that Jaden has a starter. That's all he's getting. That's but, all he's getting. He's getting Damian Pierce for Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and Zay Jones. All fantasy I mean, relevant. Yes, Javante's out, so yes, out for the year, but Melvin Gordon is about to eat all of those carries. He's about to be. And, that, and the fact that he has high. Melvin means that he honestly shouldn't be making that trade at all. The only reason Melvin. you should make that trade is if you don't have Melvin. Like, if you have Melvin, then it's like having DeAndre Swift and then also having Jamal Williams. Sorry, Once Julian. DeAndre Swift goes you, down, buddy. you're good. I honestly, I'm, I might have vetoed as well for Jaden's sake. Uh, he should cancel it because that... I, 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 the Zay Jones is the big thing for me. Robbie Anderson has no value. DJ Moore barely has value, and it's only whenever he gets literally spoon fed the ball. Like, that's the only time he's had value. I offered him Pat Fryermuth, a fourth round pick, and uh, Gabe Davis for uh, James Robinson and a 10th round pick. It got declined. Yeah. I might have taken that one. James Robinson, uh, you know, the whole running back by committee. I tried to play on his Steelers fandom with the Pat Fryer move there, but he does need a tight end because Kittle's not doing anything. Fryer more scores a touchdown. Like every time he touches the ball. So there's, I I really thought about playing Fryer move in one of my flex spots this week, just cause he likes Pickett from the preseason and from everything they were reporting at camp. So it's not like there's going to be any less than there was with Mitch. It'll at least stay the same, not versus the bills this week. Bills is, is a sketchy matchup, and, like, I'm cool with you not playing any of them. I'm cool with if somebody wanted to sit Najee just till they see what they get, but depending on where you drafted him, you probably have to start him, at least yep. at the flex, if not RB2. Like, again, That's, I dipped his ass. I was blessed to have a whole bunch of other running backs in that league, and I was able to get Cheetah out of it. Like, I got and, rid of McLaurin and Najee for Cheetah straight up. I was like, cool, we'll do that. Staying on the injuries there, Cordell Patterson also just hit the IR, so he's out for at least four weeks. And that was a guy that dudes were able to snatch up as a steal. As a, you were getting him as a RB2, but he was giving you RB1 production, so that's going to hit a lot of people where it hurts. So I want to give a little bit of insider information. Everyone is going to be going after Tyler Algier this week because of what we just said. And that's huge. And the other guy, Huntley, I think. Uh, do you remember what his name is? Yeah, Caleb Huntley. And Huntley. they both He looks solid, too. They both balled. They both had about 10 carries. Huntley had the touchdown. Algier had 84 yards. Uh, Huntley had, like, 56 or something. But, Algier's solid. But do not remember, don't forget, that Damian Williams is also on this team. And that he's do not remember. Do not remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Do not remember. He's there. <laughs> you Good three thing don't I did remember. Colby's drunk. Don't <laughs> but, worry, guys. Uh, yeah, don't remember this. But Damian Williams, to he's going to be coming back next week. So Damian Williams week, can't keep a job. He's this buds. week. Absolutely no shot. He, it's going to be Huntley 
and Algier all week. But whenever Williams comes back, he was solid with Kansas City. He was solid with Miami. He's been solid as a guy. And if they do what they've been doing and have this big committee thing, he could end up taking over the Cordell Patterson role and Algier and Huntley just continue with what they did last week. That's great news. Uh, if you can get one of those three pieces, I think that Damian Williams, I would prefer more than Huntley. Algier is obviously the most valuable piece because he's the youngest and the most depth. I grabbed Algier in most of the dynasty drafts that I was in this year. And I've been hype on him all preseason, even with Damian Williams. And yeah, I got nervous week one when they didn't even run him. But well, Damian Williams, Damian you know what Pierce I mean? Didn't get any running week one either. And look at him now. Dolphins haven't ran Eric Izukawa once, and we know what he can do. Yeah. So it is what it is with a lot of these guys. But he is the dude that's going to take it. Damian Williams puts as much fear in my heart as a pillow. A cold pillow. Like, I love a cold pillow. He, bro, like we're talking about how he's so solid and he's all this. How long does he last, dude? One game. IR. He's going to come back. Might be solid for a half. IR. If he even looks solid in the half. If he even comes back to work. So I have zero faith in that. I could see them if Mariota throws another dud game as bad as he just did, being scared and holding the ball too long. They're going to go to Ritter after the Steelers just went to pick it because Steeler or Falcons fans are just going to pound the table over and over again for it. And if that happens, that's going to be more Algier too. He's more of a pass blocker. He's a thicker body. He's going to be able to, you know, pass block where Damian Williams, again, is going to get his soul blown through because we've seen him do that a million times as Dolphins fans. Like, no, thank you. I want nothing to do with that. I already have Algier. If you guys are trying to pick him up in, in your leagues, I think it's safe. I would worry more when Cordero comes back, but yeah, that's it. Speaking of the, of a thick body boy, we got JT with an ankle injury. That's not good, but a big waiver wire target could be not, uh, Neam Hines, but he's probably already picked up in most leagues because that's a solid. He should be in most leagues because he yeah. he should be somebody like just like Pollard and and Madison. Like, there's not enough roster spots for him not to. But if he's there, I mean, spend half the budget on him. If you if you drafted Jonathan Taylor and you didn't draft Naheem Hines, that's on you. Like it, if you're gonna take a running back at number that one goes overall, for any like he back. was yeah, yeah. I, I get but number at one. number one overall, like a first round running back, you have to get their handcuff because you're putting way too much value into that pick not to. Same thing if you take a wide receiver in the first round. You need to at least try to get that wide receiver two or the wide receiver three for that team as well. Like, you're taking a guy early. You've got to get one of their backups later in the later rounds. And if you don't, that's on you because in a situation like this, you're probably not going to have the waiver pick to be able to get the backup, and then you're going to fuck yourself for however long he's out for. If he's out at all, with it being a Thursday night game, I would be kind of shocked if they did play him, but I, then again, he's basically their whole offense, so I could see it either way. It'd be smarter to keep him out, but either way, like like I said, you don't have Naheem Hines or the handcuff that you're supposed to have. That's on you. With what just happened to Tua, I think we're going to see a lot more players sit out on Thursday nights. He had a back injury that turned into a severe head injury because of him being hurt. And because he didn't throw the ball away, and there's a bunch of other reasons, but Thursday night games are just injury ridden as is. I think that there's oh, you think no Jonathan way JT Taylor plays. goes out there and looks like Booby Miles. If you want to win, come, put come Booby on, in. Bro. 
Come on. Let Booby spin. Let Booby spin. <laughs> Name from Midland. Come on, coach. Come on, coach. <laughs> no. Name from Midland. <laughs> I think that's a good. That's a good. I think that's a good place to have our quick commercial break. So we'll be back. Oh, in about Friday seconds. Night Lights. No, fuck course, that commercial. Man. Yeah, Dallas Carter say, wins at the end. Bro, oh, you you had a you such a blank face. You gotta you, you gotta, gotta have the black knights. Bro, you gotta have the black knights. It's where it's at. Yeah, yeah but when I said it, that, that's what we Adidas. Blank face, you gotta dog. Have... Yeah, and like <laughs> like preacher man said, I'll knock your ass out in a pair of flip flops. Damn, Damn preach. Right. That was Ivory Christian. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was my favorite player, but yeah, sorry, coach. Go to your commercial. I had to I had to uh figure out what was going on with that. You just locked up on me. I was like, there's there's no way this man has not seen that. <laughs> Bro. And welcome back from our commercial break. Bobby Trees. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Bobby Bobby Trees. He's injured? He's injured. Bruce. Nah. No, that's huge. Dude, Traylon Burks is injured. Oh, Traylon so Robert Bobby hurt. Trees. Oh, so Bobby Trees is getting value because Traylon Burks is hurt. There we go. That's what that, that would says. be the assumption. That would be the I assumption. Got you. Yes. W's, W's in the chat. Let's go. Big W's. So yeah, that sucks. Traylon's down, but we already knew Bobby Trees had value. Yeah, yeah Traylon got carted off. Oh, the shit, Titans passing bad, huh? off. Yeah, he. Yeah, he got taken off. He'll be out for well, a few weeks. What was but... it? It's okay if we don't. I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know to be a hundred percent. I just know you like it seemed that, like you guys knew because he got he got carted off. No, no, no I only I only knew that Robert Woods a, finally scored and finally did something, and that Traylon Burks is also out. So two plus two, I believe, has been four, and Robert Woods should see more value with Burks out. But he he was starting to get more targets and get more receptions over the last couple of weeks anyway. And Burks was only doing so much. He's not taken off like some of these other rookie receivers are, which is fine, but it should boost his production. Maybe not a lot. Their offense is so suspicious and it's clearly just based off of when Derrick Henry can get going and when they can get a lead. But outside of that, I'm not a fan of that offense at all, especially not that converted wide receiver from Texas A&M, Ryan Tannehill. Y'all can have him. He's he's pretty quick at quarterback. You know, he did used to play wide receiver at Texas A&M. Uh, just a quick receiver. injury update. It's uh, <laughs> Traylon Burks' turf toe. He's got turf toe. So oh, it's, not, it's not surgery. Wow. It's not a serious injury. Turf toe? I mean, that's three to four weeks still at least. And like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't know he's toe. a rookie. Man's a rookie. He, he doesn't know what he that is. turf toe like a damn rug burn? DK got carded oh, off. Nah. Had this shit. Nah. Turf toe, real, turf toe, bro. Turf toe Deion hurt, Sanders bro. talks about that shit, like how that could take you off for the season, bro. Like if you turf don't maintain hurts, like your treatment bro. and like do your shit and go to the trainer, like it lingers, bro. It's a major foot injury. It just sounds light, so people think it's a joke. Yeah, it's something I, that like not the normal person knows what the fuck that means. Turf toe. Yeah. Like, oh my tur, my toe hurts. It hurts real it, bad, coach. It just sounds funny because it's got toe in it. And since it just got a toe, man, what are you going to do? Pop your toe back in, man. You got nine more of him. But either way, uh, Rub some I, wish, dirt on <laughs> I wish Traylon the best. I wish anybody that's ever on a cart the best or anybody that gets any kind of injury. Like, that shit sucks. Now, another thing that sucks, and it kind of sucked for me, it was a very weird day in fantasy for a lot of teams. I had some teams go super off like normal. I had some of my better teams struggle. 
I watched a lot of regular games that were just weird. And some of it was the weather. You got Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts having off games, Lamar and Andrews. So just having those two tight ends off, that's a large percentage of our tight ends that hit. Seeing all that, you could see it being the first time the sports books had a losing Sunday so far. Uh, a lot of people probably had losing Sundays. It was a pretty ugly day. I don't know how you boys fared overall in your leagues and everything else, but I got beat See, up. I, I would have thought, because I assume that like the sports book is just like, if I was right, then they were wrong. So I assumed that because Monday was whenever I had the most of my picks that were correct and most of my overs were in and most of those things were right, that that was the worst week. I can't believe that Monday or the week one and week two and week three were all losing for us and that we finally got a win this past Sunday. I mean, that's huge. Things are looking up on out there for the betting boys. Uh, well, I'd also take that with a grain of salt because the sports books are very uh, famous for uh, getting that shit back the next week. So you're going to get a lot of stuff this week that might look like it's a win and might look like it's an easy bet there. But there's a reason for that shit. Like, it's, I would be very weary about playing some shit this week just because that they're going to get that money back. Stay away from any boost that you see this week on any sports book. Do not touch them. Yeah, any that it's like, they're oh, all this doing guy's it. absolutely going to kill it. Of course, Cooper Cup's getting 150 yards and a touchdown. Here you go. Here's $5,000 for free. Yeah, no thanks. I I'm get them more today. on DraftKings. DraftKings has been slapping me with like all these bonuses. because well, They're like, the ones that I've, did the Cooper Cup boost. Uh, he scored a touchdown in 12 out of 13 games, and this is cashed. So we're going to boost it. As soon as I fucking saw that, bro, soon as I saw that, I was like, I don't know how, but he's not going to score. He's going to get 11 receptions for 122 yards, but not one of them's going to be in the red zone. Okay, that makes <laughs> a lot of fucking sense. It happens. I mean, the Rams really didn't make it to the red zone all that much. San Fran was kind of in charge of that game the whole way through. Bro, uh, I watched a drive. They threw it to Cup four times on the whole drive. He got him down to the eight-yard line. They ran three plays inside the eight-yard line, and not one time did they even look at his side of the field. He, like is he just, just turned away from him the whole time. He's just a complete decoy to bring an extra defender over were, there. They were all exhausted on that drive. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You didn't exhausted. give Gerald Everett his slack for all being time exhausted out. on the pick six. I don't want to hear him being exhausted. He's Cooper Cup. He's a top three you wide just receiver. Just said he got fed like five in, fucking I don't balls give a in fuck. a row. Take yourself out of the game if you're tired. If you're on the field, I expect you to fucking produce. They need him to take Helmet the tap. coverage away. Helmet tap. Helmet Give tap. Wave. Give me a timeout. Lay on the they ground. need him out there to take the coverage. So okay. I understand that, but it hurts the team at a point. Like, like I, Justin, phenomenal point. We talked about the Gerald Everett pick six thing. Gerald Everett did helmet tap and said, Coach, I need a play. They and told him to fuck off. They felt the need to say, no, you don't. Bro, these guys make millions and millions of dollars. Obviously, there's contract incentives for them to score touchdowns that boost their chances of making the Pro Bowl and all these other, like, financial benefits to being on the field in the red zone if they're head tapping saying they can't go coach they can't go like i don't and care I, if they're they're quadruple covering cooper cup like give I him his play i don't want to stay on this for very long but that's why i agree with ab from last year it's a player and it's his body he's saying he's fucking hurt 
Like, there's a point where, like, yelling at the guy and telling him to jump back on the field, like, doesn't make a lot of sense for him financially. No, if he's, if he's asking to come out, take your guy out. Like, there's a reason he's asking to come out because he knows I'm affecting my team if I'm on the field right now. Like, he's making yes. a decision. And, like, yeah, you absolutely have to go with what the player's saying. Now, uh, Colby, I just have to ask, um, are you still with the Mike Evans slander? Because, you know, you you leaned into it pretty hard in the preseason, and we just want to know, like, do you think Mike Evans is still a bitch? Because I think that's what you said last week. He leaned episode. into it last week. Yeah. Last episode, he was a bitch, and um, he uh, did not put up a bitch stat line this last week. Oh, what did he do? Mike Evans? Oh, yeah. What did he do? Honestly, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't have it pulled up. He scored two tutties. Two tutties. So Mike Evans dropped eight catches on 10 targets for 103 and two touchdowns. I now, just found you it. say drop only because it's Mike Evans. And just so you don't confuse all the people out there. Do you mean that he dropped eight catches like he didn't catch them like he normally does? Or do you mean that he dropped eight catches on them? No, like, he means out of 10 he targets, received... he caught eight of them. I just wanted to confirm Coach it for knew. the people out there. Coach knew. And it's okay. But like, Coach, yes, he, yes, he drops a lot of passes. That is okay. He is still what eight years in a row, thousand yards. It's never been done ever. Like to start his career, he's never had a season where he hasn't put up a thousand, bro. And most game, of that was with Jameis Winston. His like, game is not sexy. It's not no, really like James. what everybody's modeling after, but it is consistent as fuck, bro. Like he's every a glorified season, tight end. Every season, this. you're able to get him in the second, the third, maybe even the fourth round in your fantasy drafts, and he produces like an elite top 10 wide receiver number one every year, and he just mm -hmm. gets slanderized every year. I won't stand for it anymore, Colby. I'm done I'll with it, say too. this. He stays healthy. He does play the majority of games. Even if he's a little bit hobbled, he'll still make it out there. He'll play hurt. He's a gritty guy. He catches good touchdowns, and he catches good seam routes. Other than that, he's not a wide receiver. Tom Brady's like, not targeting you I 10 agree. times if you're not a wide receiver. He's a big-ass tight end. He's like Logan Wilson, but a little bit faster. And guess what? Doesn't matter. Don't care. He bodies. He boxes out. And Let he, and he works way. his game, and he puts up 1,000 a year. You can't ask anything more if of a Kyle guy. Kyle Pitts put up his stat line, same body type, same athleticism, Kyle Pitts might actually even be faster. He is faster. He, is. he definitely is faster. Falcons he fans is. would be parading in the streets if Kyle Pitts was able to give you That's that stat. because he's stat a tight lines. end. No, it, no, pass catcher. Come on now. We are Mike we're, Evans is a tight end. I'm cool with saying that. We're not in 1995 anymore. He is a he get paid to be a bro. tight end. Hey coach, I'm just gonna address your slander. That's all I did. Pay him whatever you want. He's not trash. He's not a bitch. He is consistent. He drops passes, but honestly, all these fucking guys do, besides goddamn Tyreek Hill and Jalen fucking Waddle. And even they 20, drop one every once in a while. 2015, the man dropped 15 passes. Seven years ago. You like you, you like Deontay Johnson. 2018, he dropped ago. seven. 2019, he dropped seven. He dropped nine in 2020. Like, he drops balls. Now, he hasn't dropped a pass yet. He's got a 41-yard longest Coach, of the pull up, season. Pull up Tyreek Hill's drops. touchdowns, 14.7. Tyreek Hill, 
Pull up Tyree kills drops. Guarantee it's less. Let's just let's just for curiosity's sake, because you love some cheetah. So last year he had ten. He had thirteen the year before. Other than that, <laughs> never more than five. That's two very bad years. I'll say that. Now, the He's way also getting still, chucked the ball, still, the ball's getting off. chucked down when the field. When you're getting ahead. 147 targets, 182 and 162 for those drops Tyreek over matter. the last two years. Those drops really don't matter. It's a matter of when are they dropped. Are they in big moments? Are you dropping them in the end zone? Are you dropping wide open touchdowns, wide open first downs? Or are you just dropping a 10-yard out route, but it hits you in the hands, so it's considered a drop, but you had to keep your toes inbound and try to get that first down with the marker right there and toe drag swag that bitch. There, there is, you know, you've got to read the fine prints to all of that stuff. I just don't buy into inconsistency. And Mike Evans he is, is consistent. No, no, he's no. consistent. He's the most no. consistent. We are going like, to he's statistically consistent. consistent. <laughs> like a thousand yards, eight years in a row is not consistent. I'm Dude, gonna fucking no, run out of my no. naked right now. He's never had a hundred catches. He doesn't listen. Okay, so he's he getting a thousand yards, ten yards a carry. Like a perfect, catch. perfect. What, so from a what was Randy hey, Moss's average yards per catch? I mean that that wasn't even the same league. Right now, you got right you got now, a, you got a, this nigga got an answer for a everything, bro. Yards. A thousand a season, bro. Uh, and he's only hit four uh, ten touchdowns four times. Like most coach, of his hold on, leagues, hold he's on. running with three and five and eight touchdowns. Like I mean, coach is Brandon Cooks consistent? He is the most consistent receiver in the NFL. Never had 100 yards or 100 catches in a season. Brandon Ooh. Cooks has not done that once. And in 2014, his rookie year, did not have 1,000 yards. In 2019, did not have 1,000 yards. But Brandon Cooks does it. But he's, but he's more consistent than Mike Evans. Hey, hey, Mike Evans, oh. Mike Evans hasn't oh. been traded right. 17 times either. You know what? It might be that he just plays for the Bucks. I might just hate him. Uh, who knows? Maybe this is a nice little oh, they got therapy session. You guys got me laying down in the couch right now. All right, pouring my ho- my heart and my soul out. I just don't like Mike Evans. All right, I don't know wow. why. I don't cool. know why I don't like him. I just don't like him. I've never wow. liked him. I didn't like Kelvin Benjamin whenever he came in the league either, and I was right about him. So, okay. you know, mic drop. Okay, so just ex- you know it's what? okay. We move on, but they also they got drafted in the same year. Literally, him and Brandon Cooks. So you, that's sick, actually. Let's uh, you know now Brandon on, Cooks thousand yards a year every year too, right? You were just had his no up. no he no. Twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen, and twenty nineteen. So his rookie what, year what, he didn't he do it because there's no way to know what team he played for on that year. It's his Saints rookie career. year and Rams in twenty nineteen. Damn the Rams. Yeah, and his He's first year with everybody. the Rams was you know what was was, the, was that the Todd Gurley year? Was that the year Todd Gurley was just like a freaking animal and went off like a crazy? Going, or was that the year after? You're going deep on me when it doesn't matter. Mike Evans has been more consistent. Um, <laughs> you know what? Um, 9,500 just... yards out of Mike Evans, 8,100 out of Cooks, 593 catches out of Cooks, 622 to Evans. So pretty now, close what? there. We're, well, 72 went the, touchdowns went off the rails that's 72 a little t- bit? 78 touchdowns Justin, I got damn it. bro my bad well that was our weekly everyone disagrees with coach segment thank you for joining <laughs> us for that one <laughs> <laughs> we just had to get the mike evans slander out the way because that was aggressive last week and i just i was listening back to the episode i'm like bitch they're lucky i wasn't there i wasn't gonna stand for that speaking of a guy who isn't consistent nope 
didn't do that right. The guy who is not consistent. We were talking about a guy who is consistent. This is a guy who is not. Is Justin Jefferson, Jay Jettas. But he had a bounce back week. We'd like to see it. Hopefully he can continue that on the rest of the year. He took off, was doing his gritty, and his eating some crumpets up there in England. You know, eating crumpets, eating crumpets, Oi, doing the gritty. I got Montaigne crumpets over here. You're just gonna go gritty all over me, grandmom. All right, we just lost every foreign viewer that we had, and there was only one of them. So, no, see, I like to think they like when Americans do it because they know we yeah. sound like idiots. So it's like, oh, listen to these dumbasses. You know, we love everybody across the pond. You know, Revolutionary yeah. War and all that aside, we, you know, we're still here. Except we for the Finns. We don't fuck with the Finns. Just saying. Sorry, guys. The, yeah, I respect that. Wait, the, uh, the Finnish? The Finns? I don't know if you guys oh, okay. are fucking with the Finns. You said the Finns, bro. You, no, oh, no, no I'm sorry. That. We don't fuck with the yeah. Finns. Yep. Yeah, Colby's, bro, that's clipped. Colby's You're no longer up. a Finn fan. Mountain for your ass, boy. Let's go. No, the Finnish. Yeah, send him there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish Finn, your word. Finn to the artist. <laughs> good, good one, Austin. He's fired. God damn, Colby's going to be pissed. But it's all good. Shout out to Jay Jets. He's back. Uh, Austin was about to bench him last week. That is hilarious. No, if I you would actually would have done that, I know. Some people listened to me and did though. You considered it. See, you got it. You got to be careful. Name. I mean, you, you have to when a guy puts up points like that. Austin, you I sold mean, it really hard as if you actually were going to bench him. So I halfway believed you did. So if some of these people were a little bit, you know, not as versed in fantasy, I could see them benching him, listening to you. When Way to go. you got to make you got to make it clear, bro. That's somebody you never bench. Some guys, never. even if they have five bad games in a row, you never bench Lamar Jackson. Honestly, you never buy bad games in a you, row. I mean, you, ne you never bench like Cooper Cup. You never. You, but you, you just never bench him, bro. Jonathan Taylor, if he's healthy, you're going to play him five bad games in a row. Derrick Henry, you're not benching him, bro. I if you are, say I would. If he after the fourth game, like. If it's not going anywhere, that's um, the offense isn't doing anything. Matt Ryan You've being got, there, like there's situations that like are playing into his role as well. So, so the uh, law of averages says that Jonathan there's a new Taylor's, coach in Minnesota. So like Austin, Austin, the law of averages yeah, says me. that Jonathan Taylor's skill set, how good he is as a player, means he's going to get a minimum of this many yards on this many attempts with this many touchdowns. He's going to do those things. So if he hasn't I done it yet, you can't, that, you can't, you can't sit him because you're literally going to sit him whenever he pops off for 50 points in a game because of the law of averages. Like you can't, you took a guy in the first or the second, third round, you're starting him if he's healthy every week. That's what you signed up for. You putting that much into those players means that you have to start them. Unless you get super You'll lucky and you get Khalil Herbert in the ninth round or Jamal Williams in the 15th and DeAndre Swift goes out for the you're, year. You're telling the people they have to do something. They don't have you, to do it. No, no. No, no. There you are, have to. There you want to lose, players. go for it. There's lots of 0-14s no, right saying, now. Like, there are some players smart, that are considered like must they do it. Like, yeah, I get that, but if there's guard. a guy that started off the season with four points, three points, five points, four points, I'm not going to put All him right, in my okay, lineup okay. until I see him do Let something. Me, okay. Also, though, Jonathan Taylor last year started the after the first four weeks of the season, like he is right now, was the 24th rated PPR running back. He's the same right now, 24th rated. He finished last season as the number one overall running back in fantasy. 
because of like Colby said, he's he's going to get the carries. And running backs are different because towards the end of the year, people lean on their running backs more in the cold weather. Teams are more tired. Defenses are more fatigued. So you're going to get the ball ran on you more. But the same thing with Justin Jefferson. Yes, he might put up a dud one week just because Kirk Cousins isn't able to figure out how to get him the ball. But the fact that the guy gets 8 to 12 targets a game alone, you have to almost start him because more than likely he's going to catch 80% of those targets and at 10 yards a pop, you're looking at eight catches, 80 yards, and more than likely a touchdown every game if he's able to get those targets. It's just, I understand what you're saying, Austin, but there are people, like Colby said, if you're investing that value of a first one, two, three round pick, you almost yeah. have to start I, him just because of the value like you put in. Tyler Lockett probably has the same amount of targets this season as Justin Jefferson. You don't have to start Tyler Lockett because he gets targeted. You have to start Justin Jefferson because one of those targets can turn into a seven-point play at any fucking time. And that doesn't even have to be a touchdown. But, like, he just scores so well. He does so well. You have to play him when he's available. Such a strong word. It's almost like word hate. I mean, I know that you hate being told what to do. It's a very controlling do. word. Yeah, it's a very controlling word. Now, something word. else like, I'm going to tell you. Someone they have to do something. Is, Austin, if you place any bets this week on the Falcons, you should probably put it on them to cover because they have covered every week so far this season. Uh, they are the Lions of this year. Now, we're only four weeks in, small sample size, but they've had a couple of tough matchups, and nobody expected anybody from anything from the Falcons going into this season. <laughs> they're grinding it out, bro. Like they're just staying in the games. They're it's almost like every team basically is coming in, taking them for granted at this point right now. Like that's just the vibe I get. Like, oh, it's the Falcons, it's Mariota, they're rebuilding. You know, it, this should be a walk in the park. And everybody's just overlooking them and they're just staying in these games. I mean, the fact for me that they were able to hang with the Rams and come back on them the way they did, like it just, that to me just shows grit and determination out of a team that knows they don't have a great outlook on their season, but they don't care. Like they just think, fall. who do you think the number one team in run blocking is for PFF so far this season? I was talking about the, the Falcons. Lions. I would assume the Falcons. Yeah. The lions are actually number 16 right now. Uh, the Falcons are number one. Kansas City, Chicago, Cleveland, Tennessee are the top five Eagles? teams. But this is just run blocking, not Eagles, uh, not the run, not the running, run in general, just the run blocking. Like they're the running for effective run plays, like where exactly. you have a, a hybrid tailback like Cordero Patterson is, and you have a running quarterback like Mariota is their run plays are effective and they're v being very well schemed right now, which Arthur Smith, you know, Derek Henry, when Arthur Smith was there, that's when Derek Henry had his 2000 yard season. So he knows how to scheme up a run game. So it's not that honestly, it does shock me that they are number one, especially with how their offensive line was rated coming into the season. But also, like I said, with just watching their games and when they're choosing to run and just analytically what they're doing, I'm loving everything I'm seeing out of uh, Atlanta this year. And like I said, they're just, they're a dog. Like all of them are just dogs everywhere on that team. Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts isn't giving you what you want this year, but Mariota's been almost fantasy relevant for guys that decided to wait there a little bit. So, I mean, like I said, just Mariota's playing like a dog. 
Drake London's playing like a dog. Tyler Algier is going to play like a dog. That defense playing like 11 dogs. You know, and since we're talking about dogs, underdogs this week were fucking awesome. You had Tennessee. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who let those underdogs out? Tennessee, Atlanta, Seattle, New York Jets, Arizona Cardinals, Kansas City Chiefs, all listed as underdogs this last week, all pulled out victories. I don't even know what the parlay odds would have been if you would have thrown all of those guys into a money line. And for this week, this last week was weird, and I can honestly see how the sportsbook had a losing uh, Sunday this week. Because a lot of those lines for those underdogs, I felt like were off or just completely wrong. Some of those guys were listed as underdogs, and I was just shocked at how they were listed as underdogs, period. Especially Arizona I going into Carolina. That, now, that, that one was a blew close my one. fucking mind. It was a minus one. So, I mean, they were barely an underdog. That was the closest Never made one. Sense. It was, it was almost sh- an even. They should have. Cardinals should have been Never made four. logical sense. Cardinals should have yeah. been minus four, minus 5.5, bro. Like, there's no way it should have been that even with the Baker Mayfield-led offense. Took the words out of my mouth. Has anyone in Vegas watched Baker Mayfield play quarterback at all this season? Because apparently they fucking have it before they made that spread. It made no sense off, off jump that, like, he, they were, I don't he know. He has the worst QBR since ESPN started rating QBRs through the first four weeks of a season. His QBR right now is like 15.9. I think you can get more QBR if you literally snapped the ball and threw it into the dirt every time. It does. playing in the same league as Geno Smith. Geno's balling, bro. Stop. Don't, bro. That's Don't what be I'm out saying, here. Though. No Geno shaming. We just had to talk about Mike literally, Evans. Literally <laughs> killing it. Literally killing it on a brand new team. And you got Geno Smith, someone that wasn't even viewed as a starter anymore, that's out here playing for a team that Russ didn't want because they run the ball too much. And he's balling. Uh, it's, it's a crazy season so far. There's a lot of really close games that you wouldn't have expected to be close. And then there's a lot of games where it's two powerhouses and nothing happens. I mean, Kansas City's games, Chargers games haven't been great games so far this year. It hasn't been kind of what we expected. I mean, Kansas City's been rolling over everyone. Yeah, I was about to say, they, they're hanging 40 on people and just keeping it moving. <laughs> like teams that are supposed to like bang with them and almost beat them according to Vegas. They're just now, hanging 40 on them and keeping it moving. Like Because of what Indy did to, tennis, uh, to Kansas City... I was going Indy this week. They tricked me. I didn't let Austin talk me out of it, and I chose Indianapolis never again. Tennessee should have been the favorite. Watching that game, there's literally it's they're recorded. not even competing on the same field. Like we have a, we have your voice recorded of you saying, "Please never, no, ever again, please never." And then the I week know. fucking later, a week later, it dude, was it was two weeks later, and they guns. they beat Kansas City, bro. I mean, what was I supposed stick. to do? I was supposed to supposed to just stick, stick to your guns. my guns. Speaking Stick to your of, guns. Yes. Speaking Stick of the Colts. Speaking of the Colts, since we're releasing this episode before Thursday night football is going to drop, and before you get the next one, we're going to go ahead and preview that Thursday night football episode for you with the Indianapolis Ooh. Colts going into Mile High with versus the Denver Broncos and the way that offense has been fucking struggling. Somehow the Broncos are minus three. I think it's just because they're at home and the Colts are also trash. Over-unders, 42.5. 
if you like the Colts in this, you can get them at a money line of plus 150. So, you know, nice little juicy odds for you there. This is just a typical Thursday night game for me where both teams are kind of trash. You're going to get low scoring. Probably lean the under on that if I'm betting anything here. Not looking good on any player props anywhere. Like, it's this game to me, I see it could be 13 to 10 by the end of it. And everybody's held a under 100 yards game. i think that very if low. this was if this was last week i think that indianapolis would have been favored but with javonta williams and jonathan taylor both being out for this game i think that denver does have a little bit more of a passing attack and melvin gordon's still there all they have is neam hines they don't really have a running back anymore now they have a running back that's more of a pass catcher um not that they don't have anybody this is also a game of two quarterbacks who were just traded to those teams, so they're still getting Very a true. footing and Very trying true. to figure New out their, their system. Valid point. So, and Pittman, yeah. he's, he's had a bit of a watch. connection, but Cortland Patterson, or I'm sorry, Cortland Sutton looked great uh, last yeah. week as well, and he's had a solid connection with uh, Russ every week, which is what was coming out of camp. Judy is going to get his big play every once in a while, but Sutton's kind of the guy that they're feeding in that offense. If it I think is you get shootout, more of that this week, a lot more. More, of it. more. You kind of have to with Javante being out. I mean, they're gonna hand it to Melvin as many times as they did last nah. week, but maybe not with him fumbling nah. and just not securing. What is it? Five fumbles on his last forty-four carries. I think wow, they're going that's to a the. Lot. Yeah, he I think fumbled they're... three times that last game, bro. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. They're... Three. I didn't. I didn't. We Mike moved Boone on from in. the last point earlier, bro. Like when you guys were talking about earlier, like oh, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, bro. Absolutely, positively not. They have to be making calls for like Kareem Hunt or someone else right now. Like they're one hundred percent gonna say Russ, fuck it. We're gonna do that whole let Russ cook campaign, and we're gonna pass our fucking dicks off. Maybe Albert O will exist and stop being a figment of my imagination. I don't know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I think they're about to go heavy, heavy doses of that passing game because they don't have a choice. Mike Boone didn't really look like it either after Melvin, but they're not going to give a guy the ball that much again after he put the ball on the ground three times in a game. It's never You can't. You just, you cannot, bro. Speaking of which, I think that if you put a same game parlay together and if it is a shootout, you got three receivers to work with, two running backs. One of them is a pass catcher. And the other is a running back. And then you can dabble in a quarterback and maybe a, the money line of the team you want to win. But you got Judy, Sutton, and Pittman, all for receiving. I mean, you can put in 40 for each of them, I think. And then Definitely you got 25. I think that 40 for the 25 uh, the for starters. Judy. Yeah, and then exactly. 40 for the exactly. number ones. So that if Judy doesn't get that big play and he gets two catches for 10 and 12, you know, he at least, you know, he's right there at that 25. And then I like Melvin Gordon's rushing and Neam Hines receiving. But like we said, it's going to be a tough defensive matchup. So be careful. But it's the only game that like day that you can make money on football. Thursday night. Still no Shaq Leonard, though. And I I don't know if we were talking about it here, if it was another show, but. I think it's like 85 to 90% of Thursday night football games are won by the home team. So, Oh, really? That's a nice stat. Yeah. Enough. Thursday Bro. night football, it's typically the home team, and they typically it's the only hit the game under. on. So, I mean, we yeah, just went to a Thursday night game, and you saw how electric that was. They typically what, Justin? They, it's typically the whole home team, and 
uh, I think it's like 75% win percentage if you bet the under on Thursday night football. Because there's not a lot of scoring going on. It's uh, the defensive. teams are tired on short weeks. It's Beat mostly up, defensive. Makes like, sense. The, Makes sense. Just we don't think of it as home, home team like, and under. Hammer yeah. that then. Yep. I mean, yep. until it fails. Every time, it's what it's what works. And unless it's just a blatant one. If it's... Yeah, of course. Uh, you know what I mean? But like this week, okay. The it's Jets almost... against the Bills. Yeah, but I mean, still, yeah. you got to watch out for those teams. We got, we got, we still got to. That's see. what I'm saying. That gets trappy, dog. Yeah. You never know. Stop sleeping like what, on the Jets. The Bears I'm scared is like as fuck one this team. Week. I, I, I don't know. Like, who would you say is the worst team in the league right now? Who would you say? It's still I mean, a little the Bears bit early. are up there. Uh, Bears I mean, but they're two and two. Yeah, like how are you gonna say the worst team? I mean, watch them play football. They're I can't say the Lions. The Lions are fucking grinding. Like the S, they're two. The New England Patriots. Honestly, the New England Patriots have except for how they played against Green Bay. I don't know. It's hard to not say the Browns are like the worst team with how bad they've looked. Like they're supposed to not be the worst team, but they're kind of you know the worst. Um. I don't know. Two. Go send us something on Twitter. Uh, who do you guys think is the worst football team uh, in the NFL so far? End of week four. Who's Maybe the, the Commanders, but I'm going with the Patriots. The Texans are also, you know, oh three and one. I mean, but... the Raiders could almost be the worst team in the league right now. All right, boys. Well, thank you for tuning in to the early week episode we've got another episode coming out later this week so keep your ears peeled for that it's going to be covering all of the weekly matchups for week five a little preview for everything except for the thursday night game go ahead and follow us uh, at pro football pod on twitter and uh everywhere else see you later peace out peace.